0: You are listening to the Therefore I Geek Podcast, Episode 61. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore Geek. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Tracy. And I'm Dude because I didn't think of a cute introduction for myself this time.
0: Which works because you're not really that cute.
1: <laughs> That's why the introduction has to be cute.
0: <laughs> so um, I, I was going to say uh, this week I'm, uh, we're going to kind of hand things over to Tracy to, to to drive the the car, maybe or maybe
1: not all over gets a control cliff. Control the school bus.
2: Uh, I was going to say I I have had. I've wrecked just about any type of vehicle that I've ever driven. So I don't know that.
0: Oh, good. Here's a new one.
2: I was going <laughs> to say, I don't know that the, uh, the metaphor of the car is a good one anyways. Yeah. So we're talking about fan theories this week. I had read a couple weeks ago. I read an article about fan theories versus, um, actual movie critique. And I figured we'd start with talking about what a fan theory is and why anybody should care a fan theory in general is fairly self-explanatory but there's as dude pointed out just as we were pre- preparing to start recording um there's a whole bunch of different types of fan theories so you've got you're pretty innocuous ones where um uh, i guess i should point out that there's a lot of potential spoilers in this in this podcast should i do that i guess
1: uh, not really I, mean, I don't think so if you haven't seen the things that we're about to talk about by now uh you're not. You're. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast at all. <laughs> but you're not good a fan point. of this podcast.
2: Ah, uh, good point. Uh, well, the first one that most people think of when they think fan theories is the very celebrated idea in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Here. Here. Here's a spoiler. Um, the possibility that uh, Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, who's Ned Stark's sister, had a baby, and that baby is Jon Snow. Okay. So that's a fan theory. It's actually started long before the show even got off the ground. Back when the books were around, and some fan theories are book related, but the ones we're talking about primarily are from movies.
0: Well, and it's not. Let's be clear. It's not just that that one. It, it, the, the, the idea of a fan theory: is Who, who is Jon Snow's mother? You know, who's?
2: Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the big mystery that's in the book and in the show. Who? It, it's. We we don't know. Um and there's the possibility that it's Ned Stark is not his father either. So um, the big fan theory for that one is that um, yeah, Rhaegar and Liana equals Jon. Th- then there are other theories such as the Joker is actually the hero of the Batman movies, and the or at series. least Dark Knight, Dark right. yeah the Dark Knight the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Then we have others that are even more far arching, and that would be that one of the extras in the original Jurassic Park has grown up to be Chris, Chris I can never say this guy's Chris name Pratt? Chris Pratt yes Chris Pratt's character in uh, Jurassic World that opened last year and they sort of for many of these they're sort of cobbled together it almost sounds like someone watched Jurassic World 15 times while binging Red Bull and or Monster and just sort of started fitting together factoids that may or may not actually happen. It almost sounds like they're hallucinating a little bit. So sometimes these these theories are rooted in eh, interesting anecdotes, and then other times they're just really out there. In fact, um, there was one circulating recently that says that Phoebe doesn't actually exist except in the rest of the Friends Minds, or the rest of the friends are actually in Phoebe's mind. That's what it is. Phoebe's the only actual person, but she's crazy, and so she's made up these imaginary friends to hang out
1: with her. Yeah, and that was so
0: hey, that that was about to say that one actually loosely reminds me of the, the theory from years back that uh Donnie only exists in Walter's, only head, exists in Walter's head, except yeah, for the couple times that the couple times that dude actually recognizes right. uh Donnie.
2: That's, yeah, so, yeah, I was yeah, going to actually bring that one up next. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, so
1: you've got a whole bunch of them, and I think categorizing them is actually important to the conversation, depending on which ones we want to take seriously. So you've got the kind of, like you said, innocuous ones that just kind of fills in gaps in a movie, because you only have two hours, two and a half hours, an hour and a half to tell a story. So you're not going to explain everything. And you're right. So someone binge-watched The Dark Knight 50 times and came up with a theory, or someone watched Jurassic World and said, oh, you know what? The timeline's about right. Maybe Chris Pratt is the kid from the first movie, or like the Toy Story one in the article we were talking about. Uh, maybe the kid's mom is Emily, who owned the girl cow, the, the cowgirl doll. So those, right. those ones are just kind of innocuous. Those are like your gap-filling fan theories, right? And then you've got your kind of totally reinventing the story type and that's exactly what you have with uh dark knight is we're just going to change the way you think of the story entirely because someone watched it 50 times and cherry picked it and yeah. or or what's what's the other the, the one the jar 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 yes that was the one i was just gonna get to was i had a co-worker show that thing is 15 20 minutes long and i watched the entire thing and i went this is so dumb have you actually have you
0: have you have you read the like the, the original reddit post
1: no 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 i haven't read the reddit post but i saw a youtube video i, on mean,
0: it. I think i think again manifesto is probably a good description right.
1: of it <laughs> yeah and, that, and that's when it's like you envision, and then you've got just these weird and you've got your fairly nice ones were just like filling in the gap of an a a necessarily ambiguous part of the story who's johnson
2: that's one? that's what i was going to say in some cases the film itself opens it Opens up a question. So the big one is Inception. At the end, Do, is he dreaming or is he awake? And right. there's a I, big fan theory on that one, saying that oh, the spinning top is not actually his totem. It's his wife's totem that he held on to after he he died. It's his wedding ring that's his token, and because that's on his finger or off his finger, whichever, um at yeah. the end of the movie, he isn't dreaming. This is real world. And of course. If you lo- i love that movie i really do and I- you want the ki- the hero to end up you know
1: happy with his i kids don't.
2: able to come home
1: no i, I don't. do i never do I-, I love it i love those <laughs> endings where they just everything they hold dear especially when it's seen as good blows up in their face it
0: explains why that? you're such a miserable human being
1: i was gonna I say love, you're a
2: horrible I person i love those like that's that why that the twilight
1: zone you? that's why the twilight zone is one of my favorite Series ever because
2: never a happy ending. Boom!
1: Just blows up in their face every this is time. true. He probably
2: he probably oh, actually liked Lord of the Flies.
1: I did enjoy Lord of the Flies. is great. No, his best <laughs> is is 1984, which one one of these days I think we should delve into Orwell because there's some just great stuff in those two. But and, but more of the point. So the thing about uh, Inception, and I remember I got a friend of mine really mad, is when you have those ambiguous endings. Me as a fan, I just leave them as I don't know. I don't know. I don't even bother to explain it because those movies were built for you to fight over like this. Sure. It's, it, well, it's the of
2: Lady it. of the Tiger, right? It's, it's that, okay, well, what would you choose? Right. And then you sort of hope that they went along with you or whatever. But, I mean, fan theories being... Answering questions like that. I don't really have a problem. I I read them and I think oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool
0: It's kind of a written form of just like discussions we would have over lunch or something, you know Hey, man, what do you think about this? You know and just you kind of talk it out and then okay, that's cool
2: but it kind right. of start, is starting to seem as though you can't watch a movie, you cannot watch a TV show without a billion of these fan theories coming out and saying, you watched it wrong, haha! you didn't see these little bits, I did, and now you should believe what I have to say. And that's, I think, where people, it's starting to kind of
1: lose people. Well, I've got two words for you on that one. Click bait. Oh. That's what I think most of these are. Because when I, like I said earlier when I went looking these up, because I really don't pay attention to fan theories. I, I think they're kind of dopey. And and they obviously, someone on Reddit or one of these websites that I usually don't go to will post a fan theory. And basically, I think it's an attention-getting device. I'm going to post this fan theory, and it's going to cause this big spark, and I'm going to get uh, spark this big debate. And I'm going to get all these upvotes, all these clicks, all these likes, and it's going to people are going to be talking about me the the zoidberg complex people are talking about me and then what (laughs) happens is you've got a group like cracked that has three or four like fan pay a fan theories like fan theories that you think are real fan theories are just make more sense to the movie fan theories that will ruin your childhood and it's like of course it's five fan theories 6 7 it's that weird number watch mojo has three videos on fan theories one for movies cartoons and video games it's it's clickbait it's well, just it's my, something that, that drives the conversation
2: that very nicely dovetails into my next question for both of you and that is who's causing this problem is it the reddit. fans
0: reddit reddit hey, yeah, yeah, r- yeah. fuck reddit
1: yeah i think i think <laughs> it's at its base it's the fans
0: no, I mean and if you or look
1: is it but it, or is it these articles that have
2: sort of created this sort of listicle well thing I mean there's, sure there sure there's, of a, them, there's, there's a lot of this this, more... this
0: clickbait kind of stuff. but I mean if you look back, almost all of these have their origin in reddit and then yeah. the and then sites like cracked or BuzzFeed will pick them off of reddit, you know watch Mojo right or yeah and if, slap if there, slap some those... pictures to them. And then mm. that's clickbait. That's, that's, how, that's what most people hear about them, but they all kind of go back to Reddit.
1: That's the thing you can
2: think but about. But if, is... fa- if those articles, those sites were not making it so that more and more people were reading these, would it be of any interest to someone, oh, there's the possibility that my fan theory is going to go viral if I post it on Reddit and then Cracked or WatchMojo or whatever picks it up and adds it to one of their articles that then goes viral.
0: I don't think Cracked and, and BuzzFeed, like, uh, like the, the clickbait sites are the driving force. I think no. Reddit in and of itself is. There's there's too yeah. many people who are too focused on Reddit. Like Reddit is one of those sites that just people care way too fucking much about.
1: I I think you're right. And I think it it none of these are coming from competent, well-rounded, thoughtful, well-written critics. well-written critics. Like that that they're not coming from I don't know a fan theory that, at all, I mean, f- from critics or a theory about a film, you get interpretations from critics. You get dissection from critics. You get, you—they crack open a plot and they figure out what these things mean. But
0: or the find fi- the holes, or yeah, know. they'll
1: find the holes. But they'll also, you know, they'll they'll like, what's the director trying to say with this? What you know, all these kind of the shots that they set up, where they've set it, what they're representing. You know, all depending on the type of film you want to talk about. So there's much more in a Hitchcock film. Than there is in an Uwe Boll film.
0: Well, but, and they're not, and the critics aren't trying to fill the holes. They are, right. they are showing them and they're demonstrating, in maybe interpreting why the hole is there, but they're not trying to fill the hole with something that doesn't exist.
1: So a fan is just going to come in. This is average guy who's seen the movie a bunch of times, and when, or even once. Or sometimes one, I guess, but they they come in and then they create this kind of mythos of. of Conspiracy theories—that's really what they are—are low-rent conspiracy theories. The the type of thinking involved in some of the fan theories are very similar to ones you would see in a Kennedy assassination theory, a nine-eleven conspiracy theory, uh, moon tin, landing. Very tinfoil hat esque. Yeah, it's 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 the thought process is the same. So that's you why you almost get
2: the you almost get the feeling that this these fan theories expect the screenwriters the scriptwriters, to have held out on them like ha ha this is the secret underneath the actual plot well no a movie sells on the plot that exists on screen that's that's, that's well i mean they're going
0: movies have i mean movies can have further depth to them but i think i think a lot of these fanthers are reading into stuff that just
1: isn't there yeah that's it that's exactly it. That's, that's basically it. It's, yeah, that's, that's how those the Kennedy, ones go, uh, the Kennedy assassination conspiracy theory goes on and on and on, or the 9-11 one, is you can package them really quickly on YouTube or Reddit. You could very quick hits of information. Oh, I bet you didn't see this. I bet you didn't see this. And essentially, it falls into the category that's called the Texas sharpshooter fallacy. And I'll explain that really quick, because what you're doing there is it's Imagine you have a gun and you shoot the sides of a barn. You have bullet holes in the sides of the barn. And then you paint bullseyes over every bullet hole. And you say, look at this, I hit every bullseye. No, that's not how it works. You actually, you're setting it up backwards because there's all, like, the critic in the in the one article, and I think it bears mentioning so it sounds like I'm professional, from moviemezzanine.com is... Uh, is uh, what was the article? Uh, That's Why the fan theories are destroying film discourse. He points out that all they are are little cherry picking bits of information and then saying, look at all this stuff that leads to this conclusion, while they ignore a well, the vast it, amount of information that contradicts that conclusion.
0: And it completely, yeah, like you said, it completely removes context.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And a great example of this is. When people compare the Kennedy assassination to the Lincoln assassination, and they come up with all these little links that are like, oh, look at this similarity, look at this similarity, look at this similarity. And they never go, well, look at this difference, look at this difference, look at this difference, because you have to take them in a totality. So something like the Joker's the real hero of the Batman movie of Dark Knight, that's a classic example of a Texas sharpshooter
2: yeah i i agree with the way that you said that and i'm glad that you brought this around to that article because that was sort of the basis for my decision to record about fan theories this week Mm -hmm. and the basis i'm sorry
0: i was i would like to say the 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 response article so so that article points out a couple specific examples of fan theories and then kind of takes them apart Mm -hmm. and then there's a response article man that that the, the response article, I think, is kind of priceless because the guy is basically just going, uh-uh, yeah, the whole it's time.
2: Chick. I think it's a girl. Oh, no, it no is...
0: it's a Joe something.
1: Oh, is it? Okay. John.
0: Oh, yeah, John, oh, there we go.
1: i got to learn how to pronounce people's names. I just realized I have been... Pro- uh, the guy from Magic Mike, I can't get his name right, and I just heard it spoken Migroni. for the first time. No. Oh, uh, oh, Channing Tatum. Maganello. Maganello. okay. okay. I called him Mangaleone on a lot of previous podcasts, and I'm like, I'm an idiot. I just, so anyway, let's see here, Negroni, I think it is. Look at it, I mean, look, it says Critic, and then right underneath it says Conspirer. Right. So, yeah, and again, the the article is written in this kind of frantic pace, he tries to dissect it. Um, It's very Tumblr-esque. It's got yeah, no and it's I read, he, I he also kind of he it. also
0: kind of proves some of the guys point in several instances.
1: Several times, yes. And I, I'm not interested in, in dissecting a dissection or anything like that. But when you've got little,
0: no, but it's got, it, I'm just
1: pointing out it's funny. It is. Well, it is funny, and it's I, I love the part where it's like he's got the Toy Story picture, and it's like so long logic, as if he's the only true rational one, seeing these.
2: Well, I'd like to take it back first, though, before, we, before if sure. you have anything to talk about there, um, to talk about the uh, initial article, which was written by Josh Spiegel mm-hmm. on com, And the premise for his article is that fan theories are actually replacing film critique in the minds of fans. I'm not saying that film critique is going anywhere, that it's mm-hmm. um, not going to be written about, or th- or anything even remotely like that, but that fans are gravitating much more towards the fan theories than actually reading movie critique and listening to what critics have to say. Would you agree that that's the case?
1: I have no evidence to believe that's true, other than this guy's word. When I asked around, I asked a couple friends of mine who are very involved in what goes on with movies, I think even more so than me, and I said, you know, are you aware of any fan theories that either affected uh, the production of a film, the script of a film, or the way fans think about it. I got a resounding no from two. It's a very unscientific poll. And then one person said that Quentin Tarantino likes the Marcellus Wallace soul is in the briefcase. And so he's retroactively confirmed it. I wasn't able to confirm that uh, with any kind of source. And that the Toy Story directors hinted that they agree that Andy's mom was going through a bad divorce and is, in fact, uh, Emily. The original owner of the female cowgirl, yeah, well, the the cowgirl doll. Uh, So, but that's about it. So, on the whole, Tracy, to answer your question, I would say no. I think they're more or less a guilty pleasure for fans. So,
0: I I actually had a question for you on this one, because, and and I'm not trying to like, you know, ambush you on this one, but I I think I want to hear what actually hear what you're going to say. I mean, I may be ambushing you and not not trying to, but I don't, I don't think that's the case.
1: Well, it depends on who you're directing this question to, because if it's Tracy, then it might be an ambush. Even if it's me, I don't even notice these things when they happen.
0: Okay. Well, it's you, so it's hap- oh, okay. it's, hap- it's, happening. it's happening. standby. Yeah. Now, um, we've talked a couple times about how, like, internet outcry has has affected uh film production. So, like.
1: Oh, okay. J- yeah. Joss
0: Whedon with Avengers compared to Man of Steel. Yes, I'm. I'm curious. So, so, and obviously the Joss Whedon one that that is confirmed. We have, we have looked at. We can we can go back and we can look at interviews with him and he actually talks about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious if you think, uh, see you kind of like an informal poll, but if you think that these kind of other not fan outrage but these other fan you know, fan theories also have an impact
1: I don't see the fan theories as having an impact now I do see fan outrage as absolutely having an impact so you might accuse me of splitting hairs here
0: I I'm not, not, not but, splitting but, hairs but I'm curious as to why you think one is an impact and the other doesn't
1: why one doesn't and one does I haven't the faintest idea I think the fan outrages if I'm just going to do this off the top of my head come from a kind of coordination with people who have an agenda. Whereas fan theories come from a guy or a gal who just saw a movie a bunch of times and just want to come up with a novel way of looking at a film. Like the film is already done, right? It's already out, you know. And when it comes to these like fan outrages, there's different categories. There's bring back show X, you know, there's that. Or there's that cancel the cover from about two years ago. Where it's like, don't you dare show Batgirl right. or Batwoman in a bad position or something like that, or Manara's cover of Spider Woman, Spider Woman, or Blurred Lines. Well, now
2: we now we get Scarlett Johansson cast in uh, Ghost in a Shell.
1: There's all this kind of stuff they get. So that's outrage. That's not a. I don't see that as a fan theory. I I, I see those things as two different things, and so people kind of have planted their flags on these kind of agendas or positions that they have. Whereas fan theories, again, I don't think are taken that seriously.
2: I think it depends that on answers the, the question. I think that it, it depends a little bit more on who's listening. So mm. the big one for me is JK Rowling. And she, when she first got on Twitter, she got on and her very first tweet was, I'm not going to be on here ever. Hmm. And then and then she's
1: never off every, every other month. I see an article about look at JK Rowling just tweeted.
2: And right. it's almost always it's in response to some fan theory or some fan question about her. And, and she's expanding the universe of Harry Potter to the point that it's almost unrecognizable as far as I'm concerned. So the big, hmm. the big initial one was that Dumbledore was gay. Mm-hmm. And I believe that started with the fan I believe it started with the fans. Okay. And then sure enough, after about four or five months of seeing this sort of circulate through the internet, oh, did you know, fan theory says Dumbledore is gay? She confirmed, yes, I always thought he was gay. And then she gave a backstory about right. a time when he was gay, gay with someone hmm. or whatever. And huh. I thought... Okay, wait, but, but did she actually ever, th- my question is, did she ever actually think that? And and maybe she did. Maybe she had always put those undertones in there and some very, you know, per- perceptive fans saw those things,
1: but I never did. Well, Andrew, uh, get working on that. See if we can get rallying on the podcast, we could stick it to her.
2: Well, I'm usually the one that reaches out to the guests. So. All right, well, then get it,
1: Tracy. You're actually the one, I didn't know this. I remember George R. R. Martin. What being, the fact that I
0: was lazy, or the fact that
1: <laughs> uh, both. Uh, well, no, I knew that part. No, <laughs> I, I remember George R. R. Martin basically saying he avoids fan theories because he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want that in his head, and that he doesn't like the fan fiction. And I, I, I get that. I mean, the. Problem I mean, in, in
0: is, George's case, he's not really doing much because he's still not writing shit, anyways.
1: Oh yeah, he's still. How's that? How's that say, George R.R. Martin, camera going. He's, he, God,
0: that oh, was the still gosh, one of the funniest I've, things I've seen in a long time.
2: I'm definitely posting that in the show notes. No, he, he actually came out and said that he hated fan fiction and that he really thought it was lazy writing. And then he promptly endorsed fan, essentially fan fiction written by someone else, but it was commercial. And so he got some royalties from the names.
1: Oh, oh. yeah, I, I endorse anything that get me paid too.
0: Hey, hey real quick though, um, going back to the, the the response article.
1: Yeah,
0: I love how, how someone uh, pointed out you know some fan fiction you know it is is great and they it's a picture of like fifty shades of gray, and I'm like it it's still shitty
2: that that didn't prove your point <laughs> yeah. that's actually the antithesis
1: basically that's just saying some amateur porn is fantastic
2: so what <laughs> that's
1: really what they're saying uh
2: but is fifty shades of gray really fantastic though i just they they I picked the wrong know. the wrong example
1: so i some people i it, did it, it make-, make money I don't remember if it made money or not it did good, I. I mean,
0: it's made someone a ton of money, but.
1: Yeah, hey, listen. There's there's always a market. I, but these but the again these fan things. I mean, I don't know how much more can be said about them. They are, well, my next, they, they are right. okay. Go ahead, because yeah, my I'm ne- running my next out of steam on this question.
2: one. Yeah, my next question for you guys then is, um, does it affect you at all?
1: Oh, that's a resounding no. Uh, you, I I I'm, hear them and and I usually just get. Fired up for the five minutes that I see him and go, this is stupid. The only one that I ever gave some credence to was the idea that James Bond is a code name for different people at different times, which is c- kind of cute. But I actually think uh, that uh,
0: that, one, that actually I think is actually kind of an awesome idea.
1: It's a nice idea, but but if you go back to like, I actually heard a producer say the whole idea of James Bond is. James Bond is James Bond in the contemporary world all the time. Well, yeah. So that that was so that kind of settled it. You had a producer coming out and saying, "I forgot which Bond documentary I saw this in." Is it? He is always contemporary, and yeah. and again, th- there's no that's something based solely on the films. So it's like, oh, how can he be around for fifty years? Well, he's not actually. He's only around for twelve stories written by Ian Fleming. Um, as I I have this controversial opinion right now, and I, I haven't formulated it formally, but I threw through a, through a, a friend of mine for a good loop, is once it escapes the, the hands of its original creator, I don't really treat any other creation as canon. I just kind of treat it as a grain of salt. So, yeah, I can like the other Bond films or the Conan stories that weren't Robert E. Howard or Ian Fleming respectively, but I just kind of... To me, the originals are the originals, and, and you go back to the source material, and that's where your answer is. That's
0: kind of interesting. No, I mean, like, I, I, I agree with you on the Bond thing. I For that specific one, I just, like, conceptually, I like that idea of... Oh um, well, no, well,
1: that's the thing. It was a cool idea. When I heard that, I was like, okay, that one's kind of cool. That one kind of makes sense. You like, could run with that. Yeah, I, I like, mean, in
0: terms of fan theories in general, though, it, it does drive me a little nuts just because it keeps popping up. It's like, oh, God, are we still fucking talking about this? And
1: most of them are the, always wrong, especially, the, like, leading up to a film. The one, The one that wrong. drove
0: me mental for about a month... Was, uh, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke is uh, Darth Plagueis. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know who Darth. I don't know who Snoke is going to turn out to be. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't be. But the 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 uh, irrefutable evidence that everybody kept pointing to was the mu the background music. And and the part that I love about that the most is people don't realize how much John Williams plagiarizes from yeah. everything. I mean he. A he self plagiarizes all over the place. Yeah. I mean, you just have to listen. You have to listen to the you know the rest of the Star Wars soundtracks. I mean, if if you were making that kind of logical jump, there's all kinds of other logical jumps you can make. But like John Williams also just like steals from everywhere.
1: Yeah. What was the other one? Sticking with Star Wars. I mean, see, a legit fan theory is who's Ray's parents? Yes. Okay. That's a legit. Like, that's a legit theory but there was one that came up i saw on facebook a little while ago where it was a close-up of the shuttle leaving jaku when she was a little girl and then a snip from a uh a, a, a snippet from a wiki page that was like luke's shuttle from some comic book from the mid 90s right and these two look similar so it's gotta be luke dropping her off on jaku i was but- like that's it. that might just be. First off, no. Chances are Luke did drop her off on Jakku, and that's just a coincidence. I well, have a feel. I don't have a. I have a feeling J.J. Abrams did not sift through every no. single panel of Dark Horse co- of Star Wars comics and go, that shuttle's got to be in the movie. That is one hell of a shuttle. Whoever drew this shuttle is a, is an architectural genius, and it needs to be in my multi million dollar Star Wars reboot. No.
0: Well, and that's the other thing that drives me nuts is that people like, it is that is, it's not a question anymore. It becomes this proves it's true. It's like
1: right, no, that's that's what we call in 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 in, uh, my 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 basic understanding of philosophy. Flipping the burden of proof is here's the information. This has to be it. Therefore, and you if you can't disprove it, I'm right. Right, and it's just bad thinking. That's where all of these many of those conspiracy type fan theories are they're just bad thinking and i
2: i would have to agree that it's at that moment and there it's increasingly seeming as though everyone who begins a fan theory who writes it out finishes up with and this is it this is it and and if you don't agree with me then you're dumb and right. at and that it, moment i go this is stupid right. get out get off my facebook page <laughs> get away it, from it? get I out of my go.
1: head Get Uh, off my lawn! To answer your question, Tracy, no, I don't think this is going to replace legit film interpretation and critiques and criticism and reviews. It's not even going to come close. Now, I mean, the guy... What did he cite? Uh, Entertainment Weekly and some other website, Slash Film or something, or Slash Cinema, was was what he cited in... Yeah, these are basically toilet paper trades. These are... You'd see these crappy trades in... In Dentist's office no one no one really who wants to be informed is going to be a uh, slash film was the other one No one who wants to be informed is going to actually be reading these the second I see a Critic from the Washington Post or the New York Times or the Chicago Tribune Start to add fan theories to their critiques Maybe we need to revisit this right, that, and that, they then need to be
0: fired. that's the point of concern
1: Yeah If that happens, if that happens, which I don't believe it's happened yet, but when that does happen, then then pitchforks and torches need to be broken out, distributed. Yes.
0: Are you are you a pitchfork man or a torch man?
1: I am definitely pitchfork all the way all the way through.
0: I'm 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 down for a torch. I think uh, this is this is why we work well.
1: When our powers combine, someone's getting hurt.
0: (laughs) We are an angry mob of two. Of two, appro- approximately, you know, medieval peasants.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I'm your king. I didn't vote for you.
2: <laughs> Excellent reference. All
1: right, uh, guys.
2: So I I think that, that that's essentially kind of the roundabout of what I wanted to say with regard. Yeah, to I,
1: I don't Sanders. think there'd be much more we can add to this.
2: I, I mean, yeah, short look,
0: of look, fan theories can be fun. But I think that there's a place and a time for them, and, and you know, let's, let's not go fucking crazy with them.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a fair... That's a
2: They're fair also a big fad right now, which probably means eventually they will sort of fade away, at least for a while.
1: Again, I think it's internet popularity. Some, someone just wants some popularity on the internet so they can say, Hey, did you hear that fan theory about uh, Joker or Donnie and the Big Lebowski? I came up with that one. That was me. And, and that it's it's really just an ego thing. That's really what I think it comes down to. And again, like I said, I don't care. I, I I've been trying to formulate this idea for the last week about if, once it escapes the creator's control, the originator's control, I really don't view it as canon anymore. That's why I'm okay with them people doing all sorts of weird and wacky things. Now JK Rowling's an interesting case because she still has control of her of her property. Well, and she's that's, doing that's all sorts thing. of weird stuff with it
2: what happens when the the creator acknowledges these fan theories then because now they're making them canon essentially yeah i but mean yeah, you know sure. what
1: here's the thing if if you're in, i'm not a big harry potter fan so it doesn't really affect me much but listen if jk rowling wants to crowdsource her creativity give it a shot see what happens let's see how good we really do
2: that sounds like a bad idea though
1: it does doesn't it well now jk <laughs> can prove it
0: we want empirical evidence, damn it.
1: Yeah, right?
2: All right, Andrew, what have you been on to this, uh, this week?
0: Uh, let's see, this week I have been uh, doing, I've uh, started doing some prep work for a panel that we are running at Tywater Comic Con. So I have been diving you into- You get to do a panel? Yeah.
1: Oh my God, that's like my biggest wet dream, is me in front of a room of people talking about how smart I am.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow.
1: And this is why we have Dude on the podcast. <laughs> I told I told this to people before. I was like, because we used to do the panels, the Comic-Cons, all the time. I loved them. I said, the the worst thing you could ever do is put me on a panel and me just bloviated about crap I know nothing about because I'll do it.
0: We know. <laughs> yeah. We're
1: well aware. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh.
0: That's... So, so I've, been, I've been diving into uh, Tencent Plague because... Uh, we're still working on the details, but it's going to be definitely involving uh comic book history mm. since that's a, that's a, a fascination of mine. Uh, so I've been digging into that. I'm about halfway through the,
1: uh,
0: the in Cal.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Something just popped in uh, my head. And I've been
0: enjoying that So i I'm finally getting through it. Um, and then the last thing is, uh, Becky and I got a Roomba as a wedding gift. Mm. Uh, and so we've been, we've been screwing around with that and, uh, harassing the animals so, so dude obviously you and I used to live together we should have invested one of these years ago yeah probably Man, it's it's, it's like perfect for laziness
1: yeah 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 so back when we were living together I think there was just too much debris on the floor and that rumor would have gotten stuck in the corner somewhere no
0: like this thing's actually surprisingly like able to unstick itself
1: oh really the okay. only thing
0: it got hung up on is I had a I had a power strip set on the floor and I got it got uh stuck on the the cord, because one of those big heavy cords, so it was dragging the power strip around for about a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, so that's that's actually been my afternoon is what was watching the the dog interact with the Roomba.
1: Did the cat like get on top of it and go for a ride?
0: Kaylee's not as afraid of it as I thought she'd be. Mm. Spider has not yep. been seen yet.
1: <laughs> what about you, dude? What have you been doing? Uh, I've been all about the new trailers that have been coming out. We had Jason Bourne trailer drop, the Doctor Strange trailer drop, Independence Day, another trailer dropped, uh, Warcraft, Magnificent Seven, and the Japanese Godzilla trailer all dropped in the last couple weeks since the last time I've been on. I know we've only got a teaser of Doctor Strange. I'm holding out hope that it'll be good. It kind of looks like a, looks like kind of like an Inception remake kind of ripoff, so... I don't know the Jason Bourne thing. I don't. I'm. I, don't, I realize that he was this big, this popular. I guess we're going back to that. Yeah. Warcraft still looks stupid. It's no matter how many times I watch the trailer, it looks stupid. Uh, Independence Day looks really stupid, and I don't care. Right. I just this is. I'm just so on board with this craziness. Uh, the next Godzilla, I'm. I'm intrigued about. I'm really intrigued. He looks. He looks like he's been like either regenerating or he's been scarred or burned uh his tail is huge his tail is all is taller than he is which is kind of strange so it's an interesting design his arms are a little small i'm looking forward to that and the new magnificent 7 trailer dropped and i'm okay with it i wish they wouldn't do a western again the original was a samurai film which was great then they did a western which was great and then they did a bunch of sequels that weren't great I was kinda of hoping if they were gonna do the, the seven heroes team theme again, they just changed the setting. But we go back to doing a western. All I really care about is I hope Denzel Washington is bald. That's what's most important is that <laughs> the, the two hero the two leaders of both films were bald and I think that's really important. But do you, do you, as, I, go was, ahead.
0: I was asked do, do you ever see there's an episode of Deep Space Nine called the Magnificent Ferengi?
1: <laughs>
0: no. It's one of my favorite like dumb star trek episodes but basically it's the ferengi doing the magnificent seven only they all suck
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's you should watch it it's it's really funny
1: i just think Don't there's an a... underrepresentation of baldness in hollywood and that needs to be fixed uh you
2: write a didn't you write, an, didn't you write an, a blog article about how the ferengi are like the worst
0: i i wrote a i wrote an uh like a listicle of my favorite ferengi episodes because they're all That's ridiculous crazy.
2: That's right. Okay. Yeah, I'll throw that yeah. in the show notes too. Oh, sorry, dude. Go ahead.
1: Oh, as far as comics, I started reading the uh, the Judge Dredd's comics, uh, the, the the Judge Dredd case files number one, and I just love how they're so '70s English, you know, English comic book. Te- you know, I'm gonna shoot him with this laser. He's like, oh, he's got a laser, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, it's so ridiculous. I've been reading, rereading Mouse Guard. And I start. I've just started uh, Winter Eleven Fifty Two. Pretty cool. Very simple. And the forward by mouseguard Guard Eleven Fifty Two is by James Gurney, who did uh, Dinotopia. So pretty cool.
2: I loved Dinotopia when I was a kid. I haven't seen those books in forever.
1: I still saved all of mine. He's got really? like four of. Yeah, I have. There's Dinotopia, The World Beneath, Journey to Chundera, and First Flight. I think I, think I my have. Brother,
2: I think my little brother stole mine.
1: Yeah, I, they're great. Uh, he did a panel at like New York City Comic Con back in like 2009 that I sat in on, and it was really, really cool. His blog is great. He, uh, oh, he just I didn't recently,
2: know he had one. Oh.
1: He's got a blog, and he just recently did like the cover for Scientific American about a year ago on the T-Rex, the family of T-Rex. And I got back into, um, this book is more history than than comic book stuff, The Spartacus Wars. Yeah, and I have to go back. I I did about four chapters yesterday, but I wasn't taking notes because when I do when I do books like this that just chuck a bunch of information at you, um, I I have to take notes to keep everything straight. So post-it I those just are your friend, huh? Post-it notes are your. Post-it friends. notes are my friend. Yeah, I put them at the. I I have a little Post-it note and I just write notes and I stick it back in the beginning of every chapter, so I have the understanding of what that chapter is about and the, the basic important facts that I can retain in my head. So I just got to the part where um, Crassus has been assigned an army and he's formulating his plan to go after Spartacus. And I read from that point on, but i got to go back and kind of take notes. It's really, really interesting. I mean, it's, it's – I, I mean, Barry Strauss writes it in a way where it's just the facts, ma'am, type stuff that you know, he'll say – we don't they they had a battle and we know nothing about this battle we just right. know who probably won because of what happened after right. it so he's very careful not to speculate but like reading it like if you like stuff like games of game of thrones or dune like the, it plays like a plot from games of game of thrones with this the romans trying to figure out who can go fight spartacus and the the internal struggles spartacus had with his own men because they were all different ethnicities and keeping them together was a herculean effort on his part. And it comes to bite him in the ass when he finally makes it to the Alps. I mean, he is we've got to, he's got to the Alps, he's beaten the Roman armies, he's going to get free and then he turns south again. And that just seals his fate and it's it's really really interesting stuff.
2: That's fantastic. I love history. It's it's way way better than ordinary, fic- like, it's surprising how many times you bump into, like, history is really stranger than fiction.
1: Yeah, I want right. to get a bunch of the Barry Strauss stuff, because he's got a few others that are really good, that I want to, yeah, I like the way he writes them. Easy and simple, too.
2: For me, this week, um, I told you I finished up World War Z last week. Um, That's a good one.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a good yeah,
2: one. Yeah, was...
0: Creeped me the fuck out. Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it was not what I, I, first of all, I had in my head that it was a graphic novel, which I think there is a graphic novel of it. I'm sure there is. But it was not what I expected. And it was written so much like in that sort of historical drama fashion. Yes. And yeah. I'd been reading a whole bunch of Eric Larson books prior. So I was sort of in that. So it, it read like a history of these actual wars. And I was like, whoa, we're all doomed. Right. Um, let's see. I have I, been watching a lot of X Files just. To numb my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I, I love X-Files. I'm not trying to... This what, early 90s X-Files
1: or the new yep. one that just came out?
2: No, the original okay. ones. And um, I also have been watching the last couple seasons of Futurama. Holy shit, that show went downhill fast. Yeah, it, but went it, from, like, it Yeah, but it was, fine, still, sudden, it was still funny. It well, was funny, but not as uh, intelligent.
1: The first three seasons of, of Futurama are, are absolutely brilliant. And then the first half of the fourth season is a disaster. And then somehow it gets its act together with the devil and, and the, and the, and the musical hologram thing. Yeah. That was and a then really it disappears. Episode. Oh yeah. Great. And then, and then it disappears and then it comes back and they get Al Gore's daughter, I think is their head writer or something like that. And everything goes to crap. It, I'll give you I'll I'll grant Andrew this point. Yes, there are still some seriously funny parts, but it didn't didn't have the charm of those first three seasons. Okay, that's fair. Um I'll, I'll,
2: and I I watched the most recent season of Archer that hit Netflix recently. Oh
1: man, I'm so far behind on that show. Uh, still ketchup. not as far it's behind as Laura awesome. and Venture Brothers. Oh my god, why'd you have to mention both of them? <laughs> <laughs> Why?
2: Um, and uh, guys, I just I do recommend that if you like any of like old eighties, nineties films, uh, go back through Netflix real quick because a bunch of them are about to go at the end of this month, including Clerks. If you haven't re- watched that recently, I know Andrew, you have that on DVD, so it doesn't. I think matter I've to seen you. Clerks
1: enough times. I, I remember it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that Waiting would be on there. It was not. That's my. Uh, if we're going to talk about sort of that same uh, genre formula, yeah, genre formula, whatever. It, I liked Waiting a lot more, but then I also I've been you know, a server. So I, I, I identify with it. Um, and I'm trying to think, Oh, I know what I, I'm, I want to watch that new Huntsman. Movie. It's snow white. And the, Huntsman oh, yeah. the first one, I want to watch forgot. that new one. I saw it. So probably after we get done recording here, I'm going to find out what times are tonight. And-
1: I saw, I saw a bunch of them over the, the last two weeks. What did I see? I saw Zootopia. The, the nicest movie about a police state I've ever seen in my life. I got <laughs> that was the cutest. the cutest police state you're ever going to see. Uh, I saw what else to shoot now I'm I'm drawing blanks that we jungle book we saw jungle book that was fantastic that was fantastic I would I would see it the one I'm not there's no way I can spoil the jungle book for you but what I found amazing was the one scene that stuck with me from my childhood when I saw it is missing from this film oh and that is the scene where Mowgli follows the young girl out of the jungle he finds the girl, she's getting water, yeah. and, and it's gone. It's a completely different ending. And that was the only thing I, that ch- jarred me. Um, what else I see the same night? Eye in the Sky, About it's about drone warfare. From uh, th- That is fabulous. I love those kind of philosophical, moral conundrum films. It's really, really good. I would have changed the ending. I would have made the ending a little darker. But other than that, it's really good. We saw Hardcore Henry last night. A lot of fun. Don't don't take it seriously. Nothing about that movie makes any sense. Like, there's a dude with telekinetic powers. There's a whole bunch of dudes who have no memory. There's a guy who grows clones of themselves that keep coming back after they get blown. Nothing about that movie makes sense. It is a buttload of fun, though. Okay. Um, if you can handle the first-person camera style... Oh, I hate
2: that. Nope, nope, nope. if nope, you can't... Because
1: nope, the, the woman sitting next to me was, I think, getting sick, and she left the theater. Now, I don't know if it was because of the blood and guts and nakedness.
0: I mean, better than getting sick on you, though.
1: Yes, she left, because if you couldn't handle Cloverfield, you're not going to be able to deal with this one, because it's worse. Um, I just,
2: I don't like that style of storytelling. It makes no sense to me. I
1: hate it. Well, the whole thing is, this is all first person, and this is not new, uh, because Lady in the Lake from 1947 was a Philip Marlowe film noir, did the same thing. But this basically was all done on a GoPro. So it's a lot more shaky than Lady in the Lake was. Lady in the Lake was much more steady. Uh, We saw, after that, we saw The Huntsman. I I like fantasy movies. I liked it. The story makes no sense, and there's a lot of problems with it. But it looks it looks good. It's it's actually a fun watch. And
2: that's why that's why I watched yeah. them because the first one had that chick from Twilight. What's her face?
1: Kristen Stewart. Who I yeah. love. I love Kristen Stewart. And I, I don't know, Are um, you serious? Yeah. I, she's great. I love her. Are you serious? I, I'm dead serious. I will defend Kristen Stewart's honor to the death. I think she's great. I do. I, love I think her. I just
2: lost like some serious respect just now. Oh. i'm I'm impressed i never had had respect
0: i was like yeah you had serious respect for dude i mean that's 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 don't even
1: say well it's in the
2: negatives (laughs) at this point so yeah um and and of course game of thrones is on tonight, guys so don't forget about that if you have hbo hbo now hbo go whatever
1: also i caught um a really good biopic i usually don't like them it's called miles ahead with don Cheadle. it's actually stars and directs it and i think plays the trumpet in it too and he plays miles davis in this. It's really, really, really good. It's it's one of those like little minimum release type films, but if you have a chance to see it, uh it's really good. Very cool.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna plug it again. Game of Thrones tonight, guys.
0: Except that the podcast know. comes out on Tuesday.
1: No, well, I'm telling you not... two. Oh, I'm not, not, I'm
2: not, okay. to Oh she's
1: Not the audience.
2: The audience better have already seen it by the time this podcast comes out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Fair enough.
0: Alright, folks, if you like what we do, head on over to therefore check out our blog posts and our face and our podcasts. There we go. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.
2: Yay, SoundCloud.
0: So once again, I just like
1: I like SoundCloud.
2: Yeah.
0: Once again, I'm Andrew.
2: I'm Tracy.
1: I'm the dude.
0: And you've been listening to Therefore I Geek. Like Yakko Wacko and Dot. That's what this is.